I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty you, real. He is terrible! Give me fucking truth, baby. Come on. Let's go. I like wood inside. Hello, boys. Yes, it's that hot down here. We're live. Another edition of the MMA Analysis Podcast. It's, I, you know, some folks might say we could create a nice band name with, uh, you know, Florida well, man and. Jay, you're so far south now that we had to we had to overcompensate by just having two Canadians on with you. Yeah, that's fair. Even so far south, yeah. The Florida man on on location. On yeah. location. How you been, Jay? You've been off the podcast. Yeah, this is the longest I think I've been away from the show. Two episodes. Uh, yeah. If there was one more, it would be a streak. I <laughs> then I'd be in Lance territory, and that's somewhere I don't I don't want to sit. Fair. Yes, definitely don't want to be in Lance territory. Hair's too good. <laughs> too many, the flow is coming back. It's making its return. I got too many inches to my name. Um, is that a thing you know. they do in Florida? That, that flowy hair? I mean, some people do. You got to get the breeze <laughs> coming off the ocean. It's, it's yeah. It's, it's got to be like you got to be like this. You know, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Yeah, just like you, Brad. You're getting the lake breeze though. I'm getting the ocean breeze. Different. That's right. There it is. Uh huh. So what have I missed? Did we, did we, was there any was cards, there, Jay? Was there any real shitty cards? Was there any consent, was there any consensus winners? We went two uh, out last week. Consensus I, right. oh, yeah. oh, last crushing. week was easy. I saw. Yeah, oh last yeah, week was easy. Oh uh, yeah, uh, that was good. Good to hear. Yeah. I hear. I, I can't believe the number of people who were betting on a guy who just lost to Devin Clark to beat OSP. And then they had a chance to back out of it. And they, <laughs> they did, did it, it anyway. Then <laughs> they did it anyway. And they Not did it right. even worse the second time. He closed at like plus 145 or something Fuck like that. Fuck me. Oh. I wish I was watched. I, I didn't I wasn't, watch it live. Yeah. Man, not, that's crazy. Not bright. Not very bright. Nope. I wish I still had my uh, round two ticket from the first time around. Oh. <laughs> what was that? Uh, 800. Like eight? Yeah. Damn. That's why I, I didn't bet it the second time because it was like five fifty. And they clued in. They 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 saw that sharp money. Yes, could, right. Could Osp be a guy who trains in a garage though? I could see him training in a garage. Well, he, I mean, the quality of gym he's at is practically it's a garage. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I saw a Black House MMA uh, affiliate gym today. I was like, ooh. wait, I, I, I said Black House MMA. I said Miami Black House. Mm-hmm. What's going on here? Never uh, forgive those guys for uh, framing the king with that terrible fake drug test. That was some bullshit. Not very nice. Where is King nowadays? He's, he's doing, doing like some jiu-jitsu. submission underground stuff. Is he still and, doing that? Yeah. yeah. Rapping. You know? I figured, I figured you're on the game, Jay. I figured you're the game. Brad, I figured you're on at least like a once a week correspondence with, with the king. Oh, for sure. Oh, okay. Tight. So, so it's yeah. twice. Yeah, I've, I've been talking. I've been talking to him about uh, about getting a theme song for the show. You know, 
Yeah, I think we. I think we, I think he owes us a new one. I'm not sure he can afford, uh, or we can afford his fee though, because mm-hmm. you know he's his music's in high. I figured demand. it would be pro bono just for the publicity. <laughs> the, the the king's uh, time is worth a lot of money, Jay. It's not that. It's it's a you know you know I scratch your back, you scratch mine. We've been publicizing him for years. He can publicize our show. I mean, it's, you know, he's, he's got to create new music anyway. Might as well lend it to to good to the good folks, the friends of the show. Yeah. Yep. So what's this thing I'm hearing about Nick Diaz? Like, is that a thing? He's coming back. Like, what is this? Does anyone care? No. No. I mean, you don't care, Nushan. I thought you were a Diaz boy. I mean, I'll watch it. It's just I like. Are we gonna really? believe this is happening until they're actually in a ring fighting someone. And does anyone, I mean, who's I mean, going to fight competitively when, at this point? When he was in his prime, you never knew if he was going to fucking skip out <laughs> on a media day and the fight gets canceled. Like, I'm supposed to get excited when he, he get, does a practice weight cut and, and people point. say he's coming back. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. That's a good uh, point. There's, there's lots of his... very, very dumb takes on, on his, uh, on his return and, what would be are... a good take, you know, Sean? He should fight somebody else that's washed, like Robbie or Carlos Condit. Condit would be good. And there's... One of those fights. Nothing else makes sense. Just, just I'm let shocked him fight. that Condit's still actually fighting. I mean, are once you, again, we have to see him actually make it to a cage and yeah. fight for that to actually be true. Diaz's uh, last win. Wait, did Rusev just show up on, on DJ Penn oh, yes. in October of 2011? Yeah, it's been nine years. That's the last time he won a fight. Nine years. Of course, he hasn't fought most of those years as well, but yes. Yeah, but, you know, you've got people acting like he's good or like he was. Never actually a top welter. I'm not even sure he's ever been a top five fighter no, in just, any division in his career. Nick he Diaz. Just, he just fights. He fights when he mm. fights one dimensional guys that have to stand up with him. He puts on exciting fights. But yeah. I mean, we like we said, like you said, he's he's been he's beaten BJ Penn in nine yeah. years. And then, That's like, it. even before, he doesn't have an impressive record. He's never had an impressive record. Uh, he is the rare exception of a guy who left the UFC and managed to boost his stock. And he did it, like, incredibly so, just based on being in strike force at the right time when they were getting point. attention and... Uh, yeah, he he fought old dudes and journeymen, and he put on exciting fights. Yep, that's what he did. So aside from the the Gomi win, which is like was legitimately a good win at the time. Yep. Um, you know, and that sort of discounts the fact that Gomi was fucking speedballing. <laughs> Anything, whatever, out of strippers' assholes in Las Vegas for like a month leading up to that fight. Um, his best win outside of the UFC was Paul Daly. Yep, Semtex probably. And that's what got people to be like, "Oh man, this guy, this is the guy to beat GSP." <laughs> <laughs> Nobody thought that, man. Like, 
was there there couldn't have been people actually thinking that. Sure. Like, we knew know. what was going to happen. Just, I was, I was at that fight, and I remember getting a pretty good price on GSP. In that what moment. the fuck was the price? That that's seems crazy. I'm going to say it was like 225 No, it was bigger than that. It was like a, a 350 something like really? that. Yeah. So he closed, he closed pretty second. high. He closed minus 545, GSP did. But that's, he yeah, got, that's like, reasonable. Yeah. He was minus four fifty, minus four seventy. That's that's kind of what he was for for oh, most of the lead up to the fight. Uh, and then he got hammered before. That's but, not bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the best part was you know that was the the GSP uh, dark place, uh, all those promos. And I remember the the GSP decision prop was basically like even money. I think that's where I made the the bulk of my money in that Jesus. one. Jesus, <laughs> yeah, I was just but... worried there was going to be maybe a cut stoppage. Yeah, they're yeah going him, by, him, him by decision, minus 125. Oh, they're going to torture you Canadians tonight, aren't they? Absolutely. Are we going double OT? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> Norm Powell, ISO from the top. Yeah, great call. End of overtime. <laughs> that's that's uh, the one guy you got to put the put the ball in his hands. Jesus. <laughs> As a set play. Well, I guess we can go over last week's card, right? Yeah, should be quick. It, this week's yeah. card will probably be even quicker. You guys tell me. <laughs> uh, seven fight card. Is that is that the record for the sh- the smallest fight card Fuck. the UFC's ever done? It goes uh, back. I not believe. ever, but no. in like in like, the modern era, like the yeah, post like in the Zufa TV era. And later eras, WEC, I would say, or and beyond. I mean, Fox even before era. that, I even would say that. like going back to to Zufa. Like, I don't know if you go back to. UFC 31, something like that. That was their their first card, I think. They might have like one of those like military or like specialized cards that was like a short and just like a special, like a one off type of thing. But let's see. I'm trying to look it up. Uh, UFC 31 had eight fights. So 2005 is what they're saying. I don't know the card. UFC. Oh, there was a bunch in the middle that. Had a bunch of injuries and stuff like UFC 56. Um, no, that was that was eight as well, but it would be around there. I'm sure it felt good to the viewer. 2005, yeah, lasted like it was a three and a half hour card, just the whole main card. Like eight cards used to be the norm, and it was awesome. Yeah, maybe better off. Then he needed Facebook fights. Yeah, put the the prelims on the face. They'd be better off having like two seven fight cards, like on a Saturday and a Sunday, and doing them separately. But you know, uh, yeah. Well, back in the day, we used to get the pay per view, and if there were finishes, then you would get a prelim if there was a finish. Quick fight. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. But there would always be stuff that you wouldn't see. So everyone was like, "Yeah, there's these like you know three or four prelims that are actually." decent fights at the time and we were like yeah let's let's see them so they put them on facebook and then they did spike thing and then it's fuel and everything else yeah yeah. now there's six hours of fights on tv every night we all want that's what we want anyway yeah anyway Uh, did, did you watch this jay i have not seen this card so you you'll have to tell me what happened other than the main event which i know what happened i mean and some of the results, but yeah, you guys tell me what happened. All right. Uh, Hunter Azor beat something called Cole Smith. 
decision. 29-28 across the board. No no, uh, no drama in this fight? Straight, I straight mean, forward? he's still got seven minutes of cardio, and that's it. It's crazy. DC was talking about he looked fresher in the third. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? He is gassed out, and supposedly this was his game plan going forward. So if a guy implements the game plan that he wants to do, and he's gassing out seven, eight minutes into the fight, not a great sign for the future. <laughs> I... Uh, if I would have been watching this, I would have probably been freaking out a tiny bit in the in the third there. I had I took a sprinkle on Smith round three at like plus thirty three hundred. I saw that, yeah. And uh, he he got close to a neck, not not really close, but he got a guy got his back in the third and was working on a neck until time expired. But uh, yeah, it's kind of what we thought would happen. Is there's okay. good enough to win the first two rounds and doesn't gas enough to lose. My girl, Viviani Arroyo, beat in Montana De La Rosa by decision. Uh, I think, was she the only underdog to win on this card? She wasn't an she underdog. Was, she was, she was minus oh. 180. Really? Favorite. Wow. Yeah. I laid it. Yeah, that was, I had decision plus 140, I think. Um, it was a she fight. Was got like a decent um, game spot, uh. I very much enjoyed the part where, uh, DC thought that it was a close fight where, and she was just getting her face boxed off. Boxed off. Like she was fucking lumped up and bleeding and shit. And DC's like, this could be a close fight. You never know. I'm just like, what are you uh, watching, DC? He's not watching. Yeah, she got yeah, her uh, face boxed off. Or he's able to have a conversation with Dale Rosa and therefore wants to root for him. <laughs> yeah, it could be that. Uh, Brian Kelleher wins again. Loves his guillotine chokes. Yeah, but this gift wrapped to you. <laughs> this is one that uh, gave it to him. Huh? It was very predictable, just based on the whole nature of the fight. Uh, but I wasn't really paying attention too much because you knew how this was another go. like super late fight, so I wasn't it was even like day of props. Yeah. Oh, but, really? Kelleher round one was plus 300, and by sub was plus 200. And if I was paying more attention, like, that's, those have to be hammers. Yeah, he, he weighed in just in case, because uh, I forget who Kelleher was supposed to fight. He got, like, a, a positive and then a negative result on his test, so then they didn't know if he, he was going to get pulled. And then eventually they pulled him, and then Rodriguez got... Slipped in there and then just dove for a shitty devil egg and oh. walked right into that guillotine. It was over in seconds. It was the worst thing you could do against Kelleher. Yeah, yeah Kelleher's pretty good at taking advantage of that. Type Especially of that early. You're so yeah. you're like dry. He's got full strength. They're just gonna go straight for that that devil egg. Into Kelleher's a like a pretty good gatekeeper though. At this point, he's fought like five times in the UFC. I think we kind of know where he is. Like if you beat him. Like, he's fought more than five like, times in the UFC, oh, yeah. hasn't he? Has he, Keller? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's got to be up close to, like, ten now. Yeah, it's, cr- yeah, it's crazy. One, two. Oh, wow, it's more than yep. I thought. Yeah, only that, was, U- that was his ten. Fight. <laughs> wow, he's only been in the UFC for... He's been pretty active. Yeah. Yeah, especially in Corona, he's... Uh, it's he's weird. Hannah, he's, Cy- he's, Hannah Cypher's a run for her money. And he didn't even <laughs> fight in 2019. He fought four times in 2020. That's he's pretty hard to up, do. He's going to make that money back that he didn't earn wow. in all yeah. of last year. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah. yeah, he's pretty... He's 
I mean, you can see the guys he's lost other than, well, Montel Jackson, but everyone else is pretty good. Yeah. That's I don't how you know do about it. Mm-hmm. Andre Muniz. I think it's the only fight I picked wrong, actually. Um, Andre Muniz beat my dude Fabinski by armbar. Oh, boy. What happened here? Uh, at first, he almost got guillotined. And yeah. then. And then Muniz he got, got almost guillotined? Or no, no, Fabinski. Fabinski. Oh. Did not I thought he was going to take him down and, and lay on him for three rounds, but nope. <laughs> I mean, you go from beating the dentist to. Losing the Muniz, yikes! Not good. Yeah, not great. All right, uh, Mikel Pereira actually did something—a submission by Pereira, really yeah. against plus, some plus some hundred or something like that. Wow, he he didn't have hooks in, and Imadiev didn't really even tap. Yeah, Imadiev's got to be toast. Worst is he the is he the worst Chechen fighter to ever fight in the UFC? Yes, I mean, easily. Gotta be He's very easily one of the worst coming from that area of the world. Uh, Didn't they have him make up as, the like, the, the next Zabbit or something like that when he yeah, first came in? Yeah, right. Yeah. 8-0 and mm-hmm. coming to the UFC. Three losses since. He's toast. He landed, like, five strikes in each of the rounds, and then it was Pereira grabbed his back and after a toss. And, and I don't know what the fuck this ref was doing. He, he called What ref was it? I, Imadiev wasn't uh, close was, to going out. Tignoni. Oh, Tayoni, oh, yeah. He sucks. Yeah. He uh, was reaching up to defend the choke. And, uh, yes. and he thought that was tapping. <laughs> he thought I mean, he was it, tapping. It could have been worse. It could have been, like, the other way around, and the guy that was uh, winning all of a sudden fake taps. Uh, so <laughs> it, it, like, it was, was going to be all Pereira, but... <laughs> Did he gas or not this time? No, he was fine. Wow. He was fine, but there was very little resistance coming back, which yeah. does factor into it. He's still doing some dumb shit in there, but but he a little was bit toned he was down. up two rounds to zero though at the time. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, uh, he was easily winning that. It was kind of right. sad that he wasn't able to. Oh, this fight earlier. at Pickham. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Wow, that was a bad line. All right, I don't know why he had to take it to the ground. I had uh, Pereira by decision at plus four hundred. Uh-huh. And he had to get the sub in the last 30 seconds. Oh, and just not oh, even a real no. sub. Oh, that's nope. so bad. That's, that's a bad beat. Was that live or was that pre-fight? That was pre-fight. Oh, fuck. That's brutal. <laughs> yep. Oh, well. Co-main event. This this was the consensus, right? And our, this was the, the Munich one. Munich. Munich. Okay. Tell me what happened. So, Os, how did the first round go? And then how did he, how did he, how did he KO Menafield? It went exactly the way I said it was going to go. Menafield was worried about gassing out, so he did fucking nothing. He would just do like two, one or two bursts around, and then just fucking do literally don't throw a strike and conserve energy for his next little burst. He, he fought terrified. <laughs> yeah. How did he get KO'd then? He threw a burst and got countered. Yeah. Straight oh. up, clean, just left, left hook counter face from, from OSB, platinum. Yeah. Left hand? Timber. Yeah. yeah, left hand, just fucking like a check hook. Nice. It was, uh, yeah, I mean, Metfield hit Osp a couple times. It didn't seem to do much. It's, uh, Osp has kind of an underrated chin, and, uh, oh. that was a, that was a pretty solid win. He's Osp. I feel yeah, like Austin yeah, is like he's Osp, great Osp. to he's great to bet as an underdog against yes. Alonzo Menafield. We were talking Osp. about this, Brad. I, I told you that his last three wins, he he's been underdog? like yeah. decent underdogs. Let's see, his last three wins, yeah, one twenty-five and two forty or something like that. 
What about Mandalay beat, right? Or is that longer ago than this? That was longer ago. So he he won last like it, it closed plus 140. That's fucking wild. Yeah, I and uh, against Menafield. He was plus 245 against uh Michael Candy. Oh, um, wow. And then who's the one he beat before that? Did he beat Kryloff or did he lose to Kryloff? Oh, Pedro. Pedro I was his he last win. Kryloff. No, he got beat by Kryloff. He was yeah. plus one twenty five against Tyson fight, Pedro. But didn't didn't Oz beat Kryloff years ago though by sub? Yes. Yes. The first time. I, I, yeah, so that was the second thing. He he Von he Von Osp choked him. Or Von yeah. Lister choked him. He was like a time. minus six hundred favorite that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fine. I mean Osp is Osp. I mean he's, he's the weird like He's, he's, he's been around forever. He's, proven himself. he's made me some money both ways because I made some money on Ben Rothwell against Bacon? him. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, he's been good to me. Off has been a pretty reliable veteran of late. He's in that, he's in that, he's in that veteran. Like yeah. I've been here doing this a long time. Like, I feel like we have a fairly good read on him when he's going to fuck up and when he's going to beat a guy that he should beat. Not yep. against Mook Menafield, not against a contender series guy. I mean, come on. Menafield just lost a fucking, what's his name? Lost to Devin Clark. Devin and people Clark. were betting him against OSP. Man, these guys stink. I, stink. I don't get it. Yeah. And hey, we've got a we've got a new Menafield now from contender series. Like oh he's, yeah, he's definitely better, a better striker than Menafield, but I get very similar vibes from him. Fade plant. Yeah, is he gonna get gassy? As soon as I think he's can... gonna get real gassy. Are you he talking about? And how do you say that name? Stefan Nchukwi. He's a big fiend kind of guy, is what you're saying. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's a beefy boy. Yeah, he likes yeah. to be inside. You know what that means. <laughs> he's uh-huh. gonna get. He's gonna get fatty. Gonna get gassy. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, uh, the main event, the Reem. Okay. The Reem. Speaking of beans, you know what goes great with beans? Some some pulled pork. Because Reem just took that fat piece of pork and he threw him in the slow cooker for twenty minutes. And just rendered the fat rate off of him. It was glorious. Glorious. Well, to how see. was this fight scored after four rounds? Do we know? Uh, MMA Junkie usually puts out those scores. Um, it should have, like, at worst, it was 38 37 Reem. Ooh, I don't know about that, Brad. Ooh. Because they, people were talking about the third being a 10 8, or the, was it the, no, the fourth was being a 10 8, right? Yeah, 10, 8, that's, that's where you get for Reem. Yeah. That's where you get the 38-37. So, I will tell you, it was... It was 30... Or sorry, yeah, 39. It was 3-1 to one on one card for Reem, and, and then 2-2 two to two on both other ones. But the yeah. both other ones... Or actually, he got a 10-8 on all scorecards for, yeah. the, wow. for the fourth. Yeah, so that's so. what I said. At worst, 38-37. Yeah. How's the fifth round? Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, damn it. I just had to confirm. Was... was <laughs> Was Sakai basically toast after the fourth round? Oh yeah, yeah. Very, he got taken down in the With third. Ease. At the end of the third, he got taken down, uh, and Reem beat him up a little bit, and then he got taken down and beaten up for a lot of the fourth. I love how yeah, Reem he, he was almost a finished in the third or the fourth. Yeah, man, he's had great ground and pound for a long time. I know. 
Yeah, it's just getting it there. Like we thought, I kind of thought that he'd able, he'd be able to get Rosenstruck down and, and implement that, but that obviously didn't happen in that fight. <laughs> he was, um, he was like twenty seconds away from winning that fight. He was. He was six seconds away from winning yeah, that fight. It was actually like five. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, but uh, yeah, like he, he he did that body work early. I know Sakai was kind of swarming on him uh, in the first couple of rounds. He was blocking all that because Overeem has. Those big ass arms and, and hands is able yeah, to, block. to block most things and, and he was just rope doping him. Let him tee off on you. Don't get yeah. beat up too much and and he's gonna get tired. So I'm actually was, surprised that any of the judges scored it was probably the first round that they scored for yeah. for Reem. Um but yeah, just based on like the flurries and stuff like that, because of the way that it looks. It, it definitely looks bad and for, Reem wasn't really throwing much back. No. So that doesn't help when you, you get those flurries. But once again, fucking DC was talking about Overeem being tired and shit like that and Sakai looking fresher in the, what? I'm pretty sure it was in the third when I rewatched that back. Oh I was just like, God. what fights are you watching, DC? <laughs> like, holy shit, man. You do not know what the hell's going on with those fighters in there. Yeah, that's, uh, he's retired and he's already lost it. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Yeah, yeah that's really. enough. We've had enough. I, I I agree. Back to the Apex UFC on ESPN plus thirty five. I don't know how they keep track of these numbers. <laughs> over over under on on two and a half uh, fight changes slash cancellations. Over. Uh, and look look at how many of these are in the same division. I mean, is it possible Ed Herman? Uh, there's, there's four men's lightweight, lightweight fights, fights. Yep. so those are all going to get swapped around. They know what they're guys doing. Start testing. There's a couple uh, women's fights that are at the the same weight, aren't there? Yep. yep. So yeah, yep, yep, yep. Going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Well, we get to start this card off with a a bit bang. of a stain. Stain. It's definitely a, it's definitely tarnished. Tarnishing first fight. Sabina Mazo taking on. Oh boy. Poopy pants. The poo poo plotter. Justine Kish. She, she's I, fucking rep, representing Black House too. What is she thinking about? Oh, this is. I I'm probably dumb and, and wasting money, but I uh, I find oh I have a hard time seeing some of these women fights being this wide on this card. Uh, You've advanced uh, yourself from betting just totals on a women's. Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to bet. They're making it impossible not to. Like I'm I'm not. I mean, fight goes decision minus three hundred in this fight. It probably does, but. I'd rather that be closer to 250 or something. Yeah, but. if one of these chicks ends up in guard at some yeah. point, there might be an arm bar. You never We've know. We've seen some terrible <laughs> fucking submissions lately. What from, are the chances there's an arm bar on this fight? Like, minus Oh, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. It uh, was yeah. better when there were more head and arm throws. <laughs> there have been fewer head and arm throws later, or recently, and more submissions from guard, and it's uh, somehow been worse. Yeah, because we get Bad shitty kickboxing. Because, because, yeah, it doesn't end up on the ground. I I don't think Mazo's that good that she should be this big of a number. Uh, she's beat some pretty terrible people. I don't think Justine Kish is good. 
I just think this is a pretty wide number. Kish can kind of wrestle, make it kind of dirty, and and we're probably going to see the scorecard. So uh, at like I got it at plus two thirty. I took a half unit on it. I think it's kind of worth a shot. Okay, uh, Brad, I think you have some thoughts here. Hence the hence your name this week. <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't think of anything else because this card is so shitty. Trash. Yep. Um. Yeah. I honestly, I I can't say I remember any Sabina Mazo <laughs> fights. Uh, I I feel like we've probably made a, a Mazo ball joke uh, at some point uh, on her behalf. But man, she lost to Marina Moroz recently, like 2019. Lost. Not a good um, one. Nope, that's that's not a good one. Um, she beat Shayna Dobson. Who's terrible? <laughs> Coming off that big win, that's that's not that bad of a, a wow. Result, yeah, Brad. Dobson had that killer win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and then I don't remember the fight with uh, JJ Aldrich, but I looked up uh, looked it up on MMA Decisions, and most people think that Aldrich won that fight. Yeah. So if you're losing to her, you probably shouldn't be a minus two hundred favorite against anybody. And like it's bad as Kish is, she's pretty middle of the road for this division. So I can see a couple takedowns here, a little bit of stuff in the clinch, and close decision. So I'll take the the shot on the dog and a little bit of the decision prop that was up around plus 400. Yeah, I just don't care. Uh, I don't want to waste... I don't. I'm not going to watch it. I I can't bet it. That's true. It's true. Very true. I I don't think I could ever have any money on someone who pooped their own pants. I mean, that goes against all my morals. I've bet on Yoel plenty of times. Yeah, come on, sir. Yoel's the goat. Um, that's not. That wasn't his poop. That was someone else's poop. Have some respect. All right. You know what that means. <laughs> anyway, next fight. Friend of the MMA analysis. Bam Bam. Brian Barberina taking on Anthony Poison Ivy? Who is this? I know nothing about He's a guy that got knocked out in under a minute against a, a guy that just got smashed by Sean Brady last week or two weeks ago. Yep. Uh, Fire him up. I, Ivy He's is a big not favorite good. in that one, too. Yeah. Uh, Barberina is coming off uh, neck surgery. Which is a little bit worrisome. I think they're kind of giving him a, a cupcake fight coming back, but that is something to note if uh, if you're looking to bet Barbarina. I'll just pick him. I'll pass, and we'll see how that neck holds up. Did we get a report on uh, a medical report from uh, the Italian restaurant outside of Tempe, Arizona? Or no? I don't think so. Haven't heard of it yet. Haven't heard of it yet. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, I'm. I'm still blocked. He was too busy doing research for the fantasy football draft. From ah, <laughs> understandable. <laughs> understandable. Probably, probably, uh, probably an Italian buffet uh, available. So I mean, yeah. And seems to, I would I would say that would take some priority. Um. Yeah, I don't have a ton of thoughts here. Barbarina has been knocked out by some guys who are good and have some power, and Ivy knocks people out, but they tend to be pretty shitty. Um, I think that Barbarine is probably pretty safe here. As 
likely survives uh, an early little swarm and uh, gets Ivy out of there, either uh, a sub or you know some uh, some messiness in the clinch as he likes to do. Yeah, I, I'm 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 with Brad. I think this is a this is a pretty one sided fight. Uh, you know, Barbarina's chin is not as good as it used to be, but I don't really know. There's many guys. You might be able to count the guys at at Barbarina's peak chin level had a better chin than him. He had like an iron chin for a yeah. good amount of time. It took forever for him to get me knocked out in his career. But Even that Luke fight where he took wild. so much shit. I, he almost finished Luke. He was yeah. going to win that fight before he got finished. Yeah, that was wild. Um, so he's still solid. He still puts out a pretty good volume, and he's got a varied striking ability. And if you if you want to grapple with them, he's there are there are worse grapplers out there. I mean, I mean, so I, I like him here. Um, Ivy hasn't shown me that he can really compete with a fighter at the level that um, Barbarina is. I mean, Barbarina's not a world beater, but um, he has tenacity. Um, and a pretty high, uh, pretty high striking volume. So um, that gets you pretty far um, in this sport. You should win pretty easily. All right, uh, Macho Camacho taking on Brock without the C Weaver. I mean, that is, I mean, broke, broke Weaver. Broke. Did, did 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 the Brock make him take the C off his name because he thought he was, you know, just wasn't worthy of having that? Absolutely, He's definitely not worthy. He's not no complex city going on in Weaver's household. New Sean? Dream, dream Weaver. I, I, I could have got Frank at the old Russian book a, a while um, ago at like You were this one, Russian book. Minus one forty, I didn't take it. I was an idiot, and then of course it comes out everywhere else and it's what it should be. Um Weaver's terrible. Uh he should be on a three or a two fight losing streak. I think he gets cut when he gets smashed here. Uh, this dude, the only reason he got a contract is because of his post-fight interview, not how good yeah, he was right. in the cage. It was a pretty theory, boring right? win that he got on the Contender Series. Oh, yeah. um, he, he's not good. Uh, Camacho, I mean, he did get knocked out last time, and that was just in June uh, against a late-notice fight. I, I'll chalk it up to that, but... Uh, he definitely has the tools to win this, but I, I can't trust uh, Frank at minus two forty or whatever the hell he is now. Brad, are you on the? Are you on the weave the? I'm not. Weave, I'm not weaving any dreams on this one, Jay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to fade Camacho, but this just this isn't the spot. Um, yeah, yeah, probably right. The guy that uh, that broke here. Uh, beat to get into the house or into uh into the UFC the the guy he beat in contender series uh was just on LFA last week as a dog and got absolutely slept um and and broke weaver couldn't even do that um you know his win was that you know getting beaten up and then an illegal knee and then he got dominated and choked out by uh by Roosevelt Roberts. So I think he's probably tough enough to survive against Camacho because Camacho doesn't have much of a, a submission game. Um, but I I don't think that this is going to go overly well for him. So maybe I look at the over or you know, Camacho by decisions like plus 350, which is you know, a little bit tempting. So 
I, I might end up with a little something on this fight, but uh, it's it's not going to be on on Broke's side, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I got uh, it's. There's nothing here to. Where's, where's the where's the grades? Is Weaver an F or what? I don't have my wrong computer. I don't oh. have. Oh, uh, the the grades didn't make the trip from uh, Jersey to. Florida. Oh, they're here. They're here. They're here somewhere, but they haven't been unpacked yet. Sorry, they haven't been unpacked yet. That's right. Uh, there's nothing to say on Weaver. He's without the C. You're right, Nushan. He was only signed because of the post fight thing. Uh, hasn't shown he can compete in the UFC. I mean, Camacho at least has had a couple of good wins in the UFC, or like or like competent wins. Um, but he also tends to fail against when he raises the level of competition, but he's going down again. So this is the kind of fight where Camacho shows up, like throws his combination strikes and, and gets a win over a guy that doesn't belong. And then the next fight is when you'll fade him again. So uh, kind of take that advice. I think this is a decent, it's not the best play on the card, by, by you know, there are certainly better ones, including Barbarina that we already talked about. But. No, Alessio Di Chirico level play. <laughs> I thought that was the other guy. <laughs> I thought that was Vittori. I thought it was Vittori. Uh, we we gave you some shit on that analogy. one last week. <laughs> I lose my, I forgot. Who I, I literally, I really thought like, I'm like, this is Vittori in my mind. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, it, it happens. It happens. It does. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Camacho wins. Better, better opportunity. Next fight, Bobby Green taking on Alan Patrick. So I believe it's Alan Patrick. Alan. Alan. I ain't going there. He goes by Alan. Um, <laughs> You can you could play Frank Camacho at minus two thirty or pay an extra twenty five cents and play Bobby Green, who just came off a pretty <laughs> solid win against a guy who has looked terrible over the last couple of years. Nushan, are you gonna play Bobby over the last couple of years? <laughs> keep, keep going. Yeah. Uh I, I was surprised when this opened, like minus one eighty five, and then people actually bet uh alan alan patrick oh, for some reason ah, it actually got that, down to minus 165 uh, i parlayed it when it was minus 170 uh for a unit yeah that that's a wild number i, I should have just played it straight and just laid yeah. whatever but uh yeah these these are just two completely different fighters uh i know bobby green has the stigma of not throwing and and you know shaking his head and, and talking shit in fights and wasting rounds but uh, he's looked pretty decent his last couple of fights. Alan Patrick hasn't fought since 2018, October 2018. And he got smashed by Scott Holtzman in that fight. Yes. Uh, I think this is going to be one-way traffic. Uh, I don't know if Bobby Green gets a finish, uh, but he, he definitely is going to win. Dude, this guy's 37 years old. Yeah, yeah. and off for almost two years. And he, he got and, smashed the last time. He, and he, has, he has no conditioning skill. He's just, yeah. Anyway. Those, those teeth are something, though. <laughs> mm. Cadavers. All teeth team? Chompers? He's he's on the all teeth team with Barrow pre. Uh, Wolf City. <laughs> Wolf City. Uh, uh, the cookies through a chain link fence. Yeah. 
That's the one. <laughs> easy, easy. Uh, Brad, tell me you're playing Bobby Green. Uh, yeah, and you know this fight's going to go one of two ways, and I very much lean towards one of those ways. <laughs> so the the way that I don't think is going to happen is, uh, you know, it goes like Stevie Ray's fight with uh, with Nugget. You know, keeping the poop poop theme going. Uh, where he just gets a bunch of takedowns and it's awful and holds the guy up against the cage. Uh, or like the same thing happened when he fought McDessie. Um, didn't land anything of note at all. Just got takedowns, held him up against the cage, got outstruck, and won a garbage decision. This isn't in Brazil. He doesn't have that advantage. Bobby Green has actually been throwing punches. Like, if you look at it, his last few fights, he's been landing a lot of stuff. Um, so I, I think Bobby Green's actually going to put him out here. Uh, if you look at some of the stuff he's landed in the last two fights, a lot of the things he landed against Guida or Venata, I don't think Nugget's getting up from those. So I, I think Bobby Green probably stops him. I don't think it's just going to be a, a takedown, hold him there fast, especially with uh, with Nugget being 37, coming off a two-year layoff. So, what round, Brad? I don't, I don't know if he's going round. I think he's just going to... I think I, I might just end up uh, throwing Bobby Green in a parlay. It's uh, a little crazy, but... I'm just playing with some numbers as we're chatting here. And uh, Bobby Green, Barbarena pays minus 110. Uh, I, I know I'm going to be playing Bobby Green in some form or fashion. Um, we'll, we'll see. Bobby we'll Green see. round two, Brad, plus 750. Huh, interesting. Or, or uh, inside plus 280. Yeah, or TKO plus 490. So there you go. lots, That's lots a of options. One. Uh, I, I think it's probably a, a TKO in this case. So um, around plus 400 on that. So I don't hate inside around 300. Don't hate that. So lots of options here for Bobby Green. And uh, I think I'm going to end up parlaying him as well. Pretty confident here. As the guy said, Patrick hasn't fought in two years. His conditioning was endurance was minimal back then. He's now facing a guy who's going to continue to move around the cage, going to try to pepper him with strikes. I don't see how Patrick can even keep up a pace for more than a round. I think he's going to tire. Maybe he survives the first round. And then the second round, I think I think Bobby Green takes over, drops him, finishes him. I, I think this is a very, very solid side here. Um, I think it's you could, it should be, you know, well over, you know, 300, 350. I, I don't see why he shouldn't be. Um, Bobby Green's looked good form his last few fights, and he's he's facing a guy who's just not been good over the last period. Um, he had that weird win over McDespie a while back, and even with some wins in the UFC, like they were like he should have won some of those fights. And um, he's kind of a fraud, um, in my opinion. I think this is a bad matchup for him, and um, Bobby Green's gonna finish him. Uh, round two prop I like. I like I like Brad's idea with the KO prop as well. I think probably honestly like you got two winners there. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. Knockout round two. All right. Uh, let's see. We got Matt Frivola taking on Roosevelt Roberts. Is this also a contender series? Uh, two contender series guys. Is Frivola oh. from the contender series? 
Yes. But yeah, he was. Oh, yeah, he was. I, I still think of him as like a, a CES or Titan type Titan. of guy. Yeah. Um, Northeast guy. I, yeah, that, that's where I saw him first. But yeah, I guess he was on uh, on Contenders, wasn't he? Yep. Mm-hmm. Good for him. I don't. I don't really know what's going to happen this fight. Uh, I, I was kind of probably a little bit too hyped up on Roberts after beating Brock without a C. Um, he just made that look pretty easy, but uh, he got caught against Jim Miller. He's been taken down in a lot of fights. That Yakolev fight, he was able to, uh, he got taken down a bunch. The old Vink Pickle took him down a couple times. And Frivola gets takedowns. Uh, he, he shoots quite a bit. He's got a pretty good gas tank, so... I think Roosevelt Roberts can can stuff some takedowns and and have some su- success on the feet, but I think Vola's probably gonna eventually kind of wear him out with takedowns and, and probably get a win. But uh, I don't I don't see enough of an edge in this fight. I'll just uh, I'll just pick for Vola. I'm I'm on the same boat. Uh, I'm I get why. This is a pick'em, just because you know there's a, a lot of hype behind Roberts, and uh, you know he he shows off some decent skills from time to time, especially in the submission game. I I just don't think that he's submitting Matt Favola in this one, so I think it's going to end up being you know him going for guillotines and that sort of stuff, and Favola ending up on top, uh, and. Yeah, probably a, a decision for Favola, but it, it's close. Yeah, um, you know, you, I, it's not out of the question to see Roberts maybe keep this on the feet, um, keep distance with kicks. He's got the advantage there, and maybe eke out a decision or possibly catch one of those subs. Uh, but it's, uh, I definitely lean towards Favola. Yeah, this is a not the easiest fight to call. Um... I mean, I think Robert might have been might be a bit deflated after his Jimmy Miller loss, um, and I think uh, Frivola hits harder and he's more tenacious. Um, but I mean, you can make the case that Roberts is more skilled, longer, um, maybe he has more talent, but mentality could come into play here. Uh, wouldn't surprise me. So I lean towards Frivola. Ah, oh, nice Gretzky beer. I lean towards Frivola, but this is a pass for a bet for me. Let's move on. So we're we're all on Favola, but <laughs> we're not betting it. Well, not a consensus. Avila and Eubanks, great new Sean. What do you got for us? Are you playing another side here? Uh, I I, I have a beer, Brad. Maybe what? Maybe I'll have a beer. There you go. Julia Avila is getting hyped up beating Gina Mazzani and Tony Gonzalez. <laughs> right. And that's just wild. Uh, I know mm-hmm. Eubanks lost to fucking Betchy, which is a terrible loss. Um, Betchy was formal te- former title contender. That is true. So I guess the loss isn't that bad. But, uh, man, this is a wide, widely lined fight, and I'm not sure it should be. Uh, I think Eubanks can probably get some takedowns. Uh, I Hopefully she doesn't gas. Um, I I might have to sprinkle you, Banks. I really don't want to, though. <laughs> what is that? Couch Tales? Uh-huh. There you go. Miami Fancy Beers. Ooh. It's a session. Tanky Session IPA. 
Yeah. There you go. Brad, what do you got? They're just throwing all the the beer buzzwords in there for you, huh, Jay? Um, On this one, not a lot of interest. Uh, I agree that it's ridiculous that Avila is being hyped up based on the wins that she has. Uh, It's also not like she's some sort of prospect. She's 32 herself. Um, And what is her best win? Kainza? Yeah. And she got taken down. Montano, former champion. Nico Montano. What? (laughs) You got jokes. You got jokes, Jay. Oh, she beat her way back. I was like, she beat Gym Teacher in her first pro fight. She has to be the worst champion in UFC history, right? Montano? Yeah. Yeah. Has to be, right? Easy. Easy. Uh, Yeah, I, I think that... Avila's got an advantage on the feet in terms of volume, especially later in the fight. But Eubanks can grapple a little bit. Kianza took Avila down at one point in their fight, and she's not a very good wrestler. Um, she's mostly just like, let's clinch people up against the cage and hope for the best. Um, so maybe Eubanks can get a couple takedowns and, and take a decision here. So, you know, maybe I'll... Uh, Maybe I'll do an all-women's decision prop round robin on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Yummy. That sounds gross. Uh, Hey, Eubanks' decision is like plus 450? I can't trust her. Um, Of course you can't trust her, Jay. That's plus 450. She got beat by the bet she won. Former title contender. How many times do I need to say this? The GOAT. You you think I heard she's Av- back. You think Avila has the kind of ass to keep that low center of gravity like Betchy? Hell no. Nobody does. Hell no. It's one of a kind, Brad. For MMA. Athleticism. That's, that's what that is. Uh, a, that's the difference between a bantamweight and an atom weight. Oh, <laughs> man. What do you got, Jay? Uh it's nothing. It, the, the thing with Eubanks is that like I'm, I'm, I'm like tempted as well, but her, her conditioning just like drives me nuts. Like, and, and just like the, the Betty fight, just like it's just like in the back of my mind that I'm just. It's hard to, I mean, yikes! It's hard. It's hard to, to think anything beyond that. Um, but the price is like pretty steep for a relatively, uh, you know, unproven fighter again, and we see it time and time again in WMMA that fight like. Like un, un, unproven women that are two, three, four to one favorites or more, like they, they lose all the time. So would it completely surprise you to see her lose to a fighter who's actually has better wins? I mean, I mean, Eubanks has better wins. I mean, well, not many, but she does. <laughs> our, our boy George is all about those round three props this week. I, I can actually, I can see name. that one. I mean, happening. she does have better wins. Mata Ferry twice, Murphy. I mean, these are better. These are better wins. These are better wins. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. We'll get to Mata Ferry later. No. Oh yeah. Oh, oof. I can't say that about Mata Ferry. That's I feel that's like a cardinal. <laughs> All right, Madrigal and Tyson Nam. This should be uh, this should be entertaining. This is absolutely the best fight on the card. At least the most entertaining. Yeah, probably. Probably. Um, 
I was I was hoping to fade Nam off after that KO that he got against whatever that guy's name was. Um, the the price on Schnell is is okay. Uh, I'm probably gonna play it small. I was just hoping he'd get a little uh, Nam would get a little more love after that KO. But I think uh, everybody kind of knows who he is, and I, I think Matt Schnell is just a a better fighter. Uh, he he throws uh, a bit more volume. Uh, he's got the risk of a takedown, even though he doesn't get many, and and he's got some pretty decent jujitsu. So uh, I'll just take the kind of better fighter at, at this point in their careers in Schnell. Uh, okay, uh, Bradford. Yeah, there, there's one way for Tyson Nam to win this fight, and it, it's possible. Um, he could knock Matt Schnell out. Um, Schnell's been knocked out plenty of times before. We know that. Nam has power, but every other facet of this fight favors dangerous now. Um, if it turns into a prolonged kickboxing bout, uh, I think he's got more volume. If it hits the ground at any point, uh, he's got a huge, huge advantage there. So I, I think those things outweigh Nam's one advantage and... The fact that this is around even money for a, a guy that I think has significantly more ways to win. Uh, there's a couple of places out there that still have Schnell at uh, plus 100, even money. Um, I, I took that, and I think he probably ends up catching a submission uh, at some point in this fight. But even if he doesn't do that, uh, I do think that he's got the ability to win a, uh, a striking battle. Um not in terms of the power or the the danger, uh, <laughs> uh, no pun intended. Um, but just just in terms of uh, the volume that he's going to put out there, because we've seen Nam lose those sorts of fights in the past as well. Yeah, uh, I think Schnell is is the, definitely the side here. Uh, Nam had, had like the kind of that surprise win in the UFC, like has some decent power. But I mean, Schnell's way more well rounded. He's younger. Um, I've been impressed with Schnell. I think he's been underrated in his time in the UFC. I think he's easily a top 15 fighter in this weight class, but I guess almost everybody's the top 15 fighter in this weight class. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I like Schnell too. Um, I think that makes it a consensus, right? Yes, sir. Ooh. As close as we're going to get. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. All right, let's, let's, let's do that. All right. Uh, consensus bet of the week. Matt Schnell at what price new, Sean? Minus one hundred five, and you can play this somewhere, and that's at that's not at five times, right? So you can claim this, or we can still claim it. They're not closed down yet. Yeah, hey, for another couple of weeks. I pick whichever American book has the best line. Like, oh, we, yeah. we can line shop. You got bet online. You got bookmaker. Come on, now. Come yeah. on now. Yeah, you got real books too. Um, yeah. that's fine. Um, we'll see what five dimes is up to. They, they claim <laughs> they're going to be up to some legal business. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, good luck <laughs> swimming with sharks. That's for sure. All right, we got Billy Q. Taking on something called Kyle Nelson. New show. This is Nelson, uh, what's he, Canadian pound for pound, number 24? That kind of sounds right, actually, Jay. Uh, yeah. Wow. He's, he's definitely in the 20s. Nailed it. We might have to consult uh, our boy Aaron, but uh, I, I think I think you're on the right track there. That's that's a decent range. Um, I was pretty impressed with, with Quarantio's resistance to the psycho that is uh spike carlisle 
there's not many guys that are going to put that kind of pace on you and and wrestle you, and, and he was able to kind of come out of that looking halfway decent. Uh, Nelson, I, I think he has a pretty decent edge uh, on the feet, and, and he's got decent wrestling and, and decent uh, ground game, so I think he's just a better guy. Um, price is a bit high. I, I don't want to play him really at, at minus 2. What the hell is he? Minus 2... 50? Yeah, it's a bit high. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he wins, but uh, you never know with Nelson. He he could scramble and, and make it a close fight. Hmm. Brad? Yeah, Nelson has some power. Uh, we saw that in his last fight where uh, where he put uh, Marco Polo out. Um, <laughs> but he's at a big, big disadvantage if this one hits the ground. Um I think his last loss uh, by submission was an arm triangle, and I think uh, when I was looking up uh, Billy Billy Quarantine, um, he he's got a couple arm triangle wins, um, or maybe plus, I was looking up somebody else. Plus two forty for the sub, um, but he's got a decent submission game that we saw last time. Uh, Spike way overperforms in my eyes in that one. Uh, and I think once this gets into prolonged grappling exchanges, we're going to see a, a big edge for, for Billy Q. Uh, and he's probably going to end up wrapping up a submission and uh, getting him out of there. Yeah, I think Billy Q is absolutely the play here. I think Brad nailed the, uh, the concept here of the submission. Uh, there's a huge advantage for Billy Q on the ground. And uh, he's a really, again, another tenacious fighter, good Good gas tank. I think it could be all over um, uh, Nelson here and could absolutely earn a submission victory. I think that's the most likely side in this one. Uh, 240 is a little short, but uh, the, uh, it, it should win. I mean, win. when it it's on win. a minus 250 favorite, it's not so bad. I know. Yeah, but it's, he should win. Uh, <laughs> it's probably, And that seems like the most likely method. All right. Ghost of Eddie Herman. He's back. <laughs> Taking on a Rodriguez. Uh, Big size differential here. Um, at least length. My man. This is fight is Wolf City. All right, new Sean. Eddie yeah, Herman. Herman. Can Ed Herman find a way to win this fight? Ed, Ed Herman being on a two-fight win streak in 2020 is one of the more uh, mind-boggling things that uh, is going on right now. But I, when you take a look at, at who he fought, I guess you it makes a little bit more sense. Uh, he beat Patrick Cummins and Kadis Ibragimov. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's not much there. Rodriguez looked good uh, against Prakniao, but as we know, Prakniao is is pretty trash and gets finished in the first round by everybody. Uh, Mike Rodriguez losing to Don Jung is is very puzzling. Uh, I I can't remember that fight, but. I feel he, like Don. He got Don, knocked out pretty hard in that. One. Yeah, he got knocked out really hard, and Un's not good at all from what I've seen. So that's that's kind of sketchy. Uh, I'm I'm passing. I'll pick Mike Rodriguez to win, but fuck, minus two forty five is a little crazy to me. Okay. Uh, all right, Bradford. Um. Yeah. I, I kind of think that Mike Rodriguez is going to be or getting overrated uh, at this point. He, he's beat a lot of bad guys. 
anytime he doesn't get somebody out of there early and he has to settle into uh, a longer term fight, it doesn't go so well for him seemingly. Um, but at the same time, Ed Herman is 8,000 years old and a middleweight who just decided that he wasn't going to cut weight anymore. So I, I could definitely see this being another case where, you know, Mike Rodriguez comes in and lands some knees in the clinch or, or something that, uh, that his size allows him to land, um, on a Herman and, and gets him out of there. Uh, and even in the case that he does go a little bit longer in this one and gas out, Ed Herman still might be slower than the guy whose nickname is literally slow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think there's uh, a lot to fear for Mike Rodriguez in this one. Uh, I think he'll probably put in another performance and maybe next time around uh, we, we've got a chance to fade uh, to him. Brad, is this the slowest fight in UFC history? Ooh. It has to be. In this weight class? Yeah, probably. It could be in any weight class. That's what I was thinking. In any weight class, even the women's categories. Jesus. It might be. I'm trying to think of like... If you even, put them 40 times together, it would be very slow. Yeah, even like Gabe Gonzaga and Kevin Jordan. At least there was one explosive moment in that one. I mean, Ed Herman's 40-yard dash time has to be like... Maybe a six. Yeah. <laughs> Ed Herman is like a foot taller than me, and I'm sure I could beat him in any race that you want. Any like any, any race, any race, any length. Got him. Got him. Any length over five yards. More than one step, I got him. <laughs> Jesus, man, uh, this is a hard fight to call. I, I mean, I'm just. It's it really kind of is because I feel like Rodriguez is good, um, you know, in in like the first round and like he's kind of like one of those guys that has a couple of explosive moves to like they'll throw that like flying knee and uh, use his size like like admirably for like a few moves, but then he either like it doesn't work for him or he just slows down and then it just becomes an ultra competitive fight at minimum. Uh, because he's just he's just so inactive. I mean, Herman is like he's certainly long on the tooth, but if he survives the early exchanges, I mean, I think there's a pretty good possibility he wins this fight. I think this is a, again a good live betting opportunity if Herman doesn't get finished like early on to like bet Herman here and potentially uh, get a win. I'm, I'm I mean, honestly, I'm a little surprised he's over two to one here, but there's also the possibility he takes a knee like the first 35 <laughs> seconds and gets and he gets destroyed. So. When was the last time Ed Herman went for it? Like, I know he's got no knees left, but right. when was the last time he went for a takedown? Because didn't uh, Rodriguez got taken down a bunch by that? Uh, right. What is the possibility that like Ed, like that like Michael Rodriguez goes for like some sort of like like stupid crazy strike and like slips and falls? And, like Herman Ed Herman went for four takedowns against a Bragamoff last time out. Supposedly, how many did he get? Zero. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I if I anybody goes for four takedowns against Mike Rodriguez, they're getting at least two. Hey, he got one against C, uh, CV Dalloway. Yeah, there you go. So, sniffer. What is CV doing these days? Is oh, he he's, got, he's suing people for his fucking neck injury. 
Oh, the, one of the, ele- the elevator one. <laughs> one of these days, oh, they should, you know, they're like UFC's trying to do those like like those like short those like short stories with the animation or whatever. They should do one for that. Absolutely. Yep. That elevator story is probably stuff of legends. Yep. Oh, a good I, I just looked at the. Uh, I didn't realize we were this high up on the card already. Yep. Uh, I didn't look. Or I, I, I just looked at the top three fights on this card and got very depressed. This, this is the best fight on the card. That was Schnell. That was, that was Schnell. Was, was Schnell. Schnell. Ferry, Brad, come on, have some respect. Oh, jeez. <laughs> In your nightmares, maybe. Gestapo Lee. Oh fuck! Oh, this is something. <laughs> this is this is like a nightmare thing. Is she still? Uh, is she still married to the Nazi? I figure so. I haven't heard it. Can't get divorced unless people sign things. And isn't he still on the lam? Or did they catch him finally? (laughs) Oh, I uh, I sprinkled on Modafari. I put a half minute on her. Yeah, you did. At plus plus two fifty five. Andrea Lee has been taken down by some pretty terrible fighters. She got taken, including Roxanne Modafari. Correct. Lauren Murphy took her down twice. Calderwood took her down twice. Montana De La Rosa took her down five times. Ashley Evan Smith took her down twice. And something called Veronica Macedo took her down once. Oh. I think Modafari can get takedowns and, and top time. And, and there is a risk for, for a sub or a, an elbow smash TKO. Uh, I don't think it happens. I think Modafari grabs two rounds. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm going to pick her here. Uh, these are some wide lines for some terrible fighters. I mean, if, if we go end up going 0 for 3 on like plus 250s against these shit fighters, it is what it is. But I, I have a feel, I have a feeling one or two of these dogs are going to bark. Brad? Brad's tempted, I think. All right. I said it earlier. I'm going to say it again. You put Modafferi by decision. Eubanks by decision, Kish by decision. <laughs> that parlay pays a hundred and ten to one. Decent, nice. I figured. Yeah. I figured. Put six dollars and ninety cents on that. That could be a nice winner for you. You could nice put sixty nine cents on that, and it would be nice winner for you. Um, like these two fought. What was it? Six years ago. I don't know. They they fought a long time ago. Motoferi won that one. And when you're looking at these two fighters and don't strain yourself, don't look too hard, which one of them do you actually think has gotten better in the last six years? Motoferi. Yep. It, it's Motoferi, right? Yes. Not even she, she already beat her last time they fought. She's better now. And she's a plus two sixty five dog. Like I, I'm actually going to bet on Modafferi and and Modafferi by decision. And like I said earlier, the I will do an exclusive women's prop round robin on decision props. Oh shit! And it, it's going to have those three and. You know, there's another one that's not priced quite as good, but uh, I might have to throw that in there just to just to complete the full four legs. I will save my analysis as this simple: dating back to May of 20, 2017, 
Mata Ferry has gone win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. He's due. That's right. Brad, you know what that means. Time for a W. It's got to be a win. You can't tempt the MMA gods like that. Nope. Now, two of those wins were by TKO via elbows, and two of them are by decision. Um, I don't know what a uh, what a Barb Honchak is. Oh, come on. <laughs> Does it matter? Victor Vet Barb Honchak. She goes back. Barb. I know. She She was actually – I do know what she She was yeah. their, like, 125-pound champion for a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but, you know, I, I'm confident, given who she associates herself with in her personal life, that Andrea Lee can take a beating. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so you like decision, huh? Yeah, what of course. Price, what is the price here? I also just wanted to get that joke in. That was a good uh, one. I bet you did. Uh, Modafari decision is uh, plus, plus 375 right now. Five. Yeah. Hmm. Seen worse odds out there. You yeah. Think about it, folks. All right. Let's uh, move up to the co main event. Uh, Ottoman? As yeah. Avatar taking on comma all world all worldly to, to relocate for this one, kick my feet up it's, it's on the so, ottoman. That's so exciting. Azatar <laughs> uh, ah. Az- is such a fake. Where's line. Turk? Speaking of Turks, um, where's Turk? I mean, we're talking oh, about the ottoman. You see my oh. uh, em- empty boxes all around here, Jay. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're on the same level. Mine yeah. are full still. <laughs> yeah, Turk's just chilling right here on the couch. I mean, like I said, we're talking about the Ottomans, so I figured we could talk about. <laughs> he is out. That's about Turk. Yeah, Ottoman over there. You know, well, that's the it, whole thing going on. I mean, is there going to be another Turk who's going to be out? After, you know, after this fight, uh, New Sean. Uh, I. Azatar is is not good and is definitely a fade plant. Uh, he's got this phony record, and then they gave him pack a lunch to to just feast on and in his first uh, UFC fight. He stinks. Yeah, he's not good. Uh, worthy, uh, you saw a little bit against Pena. I think he was losing that fight fairly uh, fairly easily on the scorecards before he uh, grabbed that choke. So I think he's pretty lucky there. Mm-hmm. He might he might have got a little lucky against Devontae Smith. And as we've seen earlier on this card, Kyle Nelson was able to knock him out inside or just over a minute into a fight. So this this guy can definitely be knocked out and Azatar has the power to do that. Uh I just Azatar's fucking bad too. So I don't want any part of this. I'll I'll pick Azatar, but ugh. Gross. Gross fight. Uh Brad. This is our co main event, by the way. <clears throat> Yeah, it's amazing what a uh, a couple of you know fun wins will do for you um, in 2020 in the UFC. Get you a main event against a guy who doesn't belong on a main card. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is an interesting one. Um, you know, we were talking about our our boy Billy Q earlier, who's a featherweight, mm. and he's got. I think two, maybe three knockouts on his record in his career. 
Uh, one of them is comma worthy because five of his six losses have come by knockout. Um, I think three of them have been in the first round, two and second. Like when he loses, he uh, he decides that he's going to lose pretty quick and tends to get put away. And it's not by guys that are necessarily power punchers. Uh, I know you mentioned Nelson, who's got decent power, but he's got knocked out by Matt Bissett. Ooh. Oh yeah, um, that's Bellator. that's not a guy who knocks out a lot of people. Um, got knocked out by by Billy Q, as I mentioned, uh, something called Anthony Retich. So. People can put hands on Kamaworthy even if they're not very good. And if there is one thing that that the Ottoman is capable of, it's uh, putting some hands on a dude and getting him out of there. Um, I think that he's got finishes in all but one of his fights, and the vast majority of those are by knockout. So he comes out and lands a big shot and, and gets Worthy out of there. I would not be su- surprised one bit, and it's just kind of crazy that uh, a guy like Kama Worthy is favored in a UFC co-main event. Just, I, I, I might have to bet against him just by that on principle. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I'm not into the comma or the, I, I think Azatar is better than you guys give him credit for. So I'm going to side with Azatar here and fade the worthy man who, again, I'm not a fan of. Uh, there's no, I'm not going to break it down any further. I don't, I don't care. This okay. card doesn't deserve my time. <laughs> anyway, uh, main event, we got the karate hottie taking on Angela Hill, a uh, friend of Nushon. Friend of, of Lance's too. Lance is yeah. actually taken to which is very bizarre. Uh, that doesn't, it doesn't work for Lance's shtick, but yeah, it's the only one basically. He made an, one exception. Um, I like Angela Hill here. Uh, maybe I like her too much and am not seeing it straight, but I think these are just two different fighters on on different trajectories. Watterson. She straight up just showed up for a check last time. I, her and Asparza just uh, agreed to have a uh, a shadow boxing fight and both <laughs> cash some checks because that was horrific. Um, Watterson just hasn't looked great. Uh, I know she's fighting the much better competition, um, but I, I I think Angela Hill is is kind of rounding out her her MMA game. Uh, which is a lot easier to do against the weaker opponents. But uh, I think she's going to be better standing in this fight. I think she's going to land more. Um, and I I think Watterson is, is just going to be too small. I don't think she's really going to go for takedowns. And and Hill's been, been working on her takedown defense. So uh, I played Angela Hill for three units at minus 125. This, this fight, this card is trash to bet on. So that's probably why I went uh, bigger than I probably should have on Hill. But uh, I just think she's going to throw way more volume and, and just outpoint Watterson fairly easily on the feet. Okay. Brad? Yeah, I don't really have a, a ton of thoughts on this fight. Um, 
Watterson is going to dance around and kickbox air and Beat the Hill. Shit out of that air. <laughs> uh, Hill is going to throw punches that are slightly closer to Watterson's face. Um, I don't know that any of them or either of them is going to do any real significant damage in this fight. And I, I just have a hard time picturing this as anything but kind of a, a longer version of the Esparza fight. Um, just both the moving around a lot, throwing a decent amount of stuff, but nothing with any real threats uh, behind it. So it's hard to to judge those fights uh, for us that know what we're looking at. It's even harder to judge those fights for judges who don't know what they're looking at. So I don't know, maybe whoever like grunts louder or kiaws louder uh, in this fight is going to win it on the judges scorecards. Um, but I, I don't have uh, a huge side that I, I really like in this one. Maybe Watterson having the edge in uh, title fights and a little bit more experience is going to help her here. I, I really, I really don't know. Um, I want Hill to win because you know Watterson thinks that Dana White is a good person and good boss, and she responded. She responded uh, on the. Uh, on that Instagram post with the, she can't, can't wait to punch her in the face. So hopefully that happens. Uh, I very much like to see that happen, but I, I have a hard time thinking that this is going to be particularly violent. Yeah. This one's a hard fight to call. I can see why it's a close line. Uh, it's just, uh, I mean, I mean, Waterson, I mean, is, is technically more gifted. Um, but I don't think she has the work rate that Hill has. I mean, very few fighters do. Um, and on the ground, I mean, I mean, Waters I think has a pretty significant submission advantage on the ground. But I, 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 I struggle to see her getting it there. Um, on the feet, I could see Waterson having some success with her with her kicking game, kind of causing uh, Hill some issues, um, especially from length. But once Hill gets inside, I think there's an advantage, certainly with her hands. And then it'll come down the work rate. So I could see, like, Waterson having, you know, success early. And then, like, Hill getting better as the fight goes on as she starts getting comfortable with, with Waterson's range. Um, but I think this fight's not easy to call. Um, it's not a side I want I want part of. I could see it going five rounds and, and being three to two. Wouldn't surprise me one in the least of it. Why did they have to make this five rounds? Because Glover had to go. <laughs> no, but Glover. they didn't have to make this five yeah, rounds. No. Why do they insist that every main event has to be five rounds? Like, I'm sorry, but if you want to say, okay, the actually scheduled main events five rounds, but like after the fact of fight doesn't happen. Most of the time, main events are decent. But as we've seen with Corona times on a little this bit before This is a real that, main event. This is a, a short notice replacement. It's just maintain the three rounds. Nonsense. When are we back to, to Fight Island? Uh, we got two weeks, right? Two weeks. Two weeks. I can't come. Soon, can't come soon enough. Can't come soon enough. Yeah, and you know the next it, it's pro. The next main <laughs> event is at least like a reasonable fight, even if you don't like watching either of the guys oh. in that main event. 
It's a legitimate main event. It's a it's of substance. Yes. That should be a doozy. Yeah, that that card is not great, but there's a couple spots on Cyril it. Cyril Johnny fighting fights. on it, which is cool. Woodley promised that he's going to let his hands go, guys. <laughs> Count on it. Just look, on it. Just look at Wikipedia and see how many announced fights there are for this card. The next card? Yeah, uh, yeah I'm not looking weekend. at... It's I I would go by what's been lying. There's like twelve um, best fight odds. I I see fourteen on Tapology right now. Yeah, there are four official fights and then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven other fights. Okay. Oh, Caramel Macchiato is back against Mickey Gallstones. Yeah. Ooh, I like so, that. Johnny Walker and Ryan Span. Yeah, there, like there's at least a couple fun things to watch on that one. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, gym teacher. There's, um, gym teacher is drifting real hard into uh, into MAGA territory. Is gym she? teacher, really? She's yeah. fighting on this card. I don't see that fight lined. Hasmat uh, yeah. is scheduled to fight Meerkat. Yep, that's going to be a tough one for. Things, but. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of people that are betting him because of the number, and I get it. But just, just give I, me, I think give me something think, like plus a thousand. Oh, yeah. he seems a little too eager to want to go to his back in this fight, and yeah. I don't think that's going to work out great for him. Nope. Holland and Stewart. Uh, anyway, we'll we'll break that one down next week. Yeah, we got to get there. There three, five of those fights that we just talked about will probably be canceled next week, so yeah, probably we don't right. have to worry about them. And five of the fights we just talked about are probably going to be canceled. So I wouldn't surprise anybody. It's not bad. All right, well that does it for this week's show. Exciting, I know it's a great card, folks. Uh, hopefully, we have a consensus winner, and we'll see how many of these fights get canceled, and we can laugh about it next week. <laughs>